0: Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Raina. And each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas, mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with
1: let's kick it off you guys uh we put out some polls on our instagram because we were starting to gather some information on some hot topics that in these several summer, summer months you guys wanted to discuss and one which kind of shocked us a bit was food and nutrition but we wanted to take it from a very rad point of view and talk about it unapologetically the way you would with your besties so sometimes we talk food and nutrition with a bit of a veil of insecurity around it. Like you don't wanna disclose that you gained weight or you don't wanna talk about that you lost weight or you don't even wanna talk about weight with your friends. Uh, You don't wanna talk about how you feel or how you wish you felt better or if you even feel really fabulous. Like these are almost taboo subjects around food and nutrition. And even with your girlfriends, I don't know why. And so we wanted to kind of you know, pull the veil back and talk food and nutrition with your besties. So let's just dive in, ladies. First of all, let's let's talk about what we're having for dinner tonight because the three of us are having tacos.
0: <laughs> tacos. All three of us are like tacos. it is. So you know, I, I think that this topic is powerful because, like you said, Ali, a lot of, a lot of what it is is just this like veiled um, curiosity, shared thoughts, shared experiences, but this sort of sh- annoying like shame gremlin that makes. Women And by the way, I'm using shame gremlin, but the answer really is society <laughs> that yeah. has made all of us afraid to almost discuss these things or that when we do that, it's, you know, uh, like unfavorable or it's taboo and you shouldn't. And, um, you know, I, I see a lot of things like bounce back after the baby or or how that person lost X amount of pounds without ditching the cake and things like that, or or guilt-free, which I know we also mentioned on the last episode of Rad. So it is a shame, unfortunately, that women do not take the time to have this conversation, but I feel really lucky because the three of us talk about food and nutrition a lot. And and that was why, you know, Ali mentioned it was so surprising to hear the feedback of wanting an episode to be about food and nutrition, because we talk about it together, but we've never like hit record on it. So this is going to be powerful. Well, and not really in the sense of like, what meal
2: plan do you follow? And what do you poop? What makes you poop? Right? Like, I think digging into it in a sense of like, yes, talking about shame and, and I like, Amanda, I'd love to hear from you and how you're dealing with gaining the weight. And like, you know, I mean, we've talked many times, I think about a lot of our eating habits and stuff like that, but taking a deeper dive into it, I think is going to be really fun.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't you guys think that it's two parts though, because it is one part having an honest conversation with your girlfriends. Like if I came to you or you guys, Amanda, you come to me and you say, listen, I, you know, I'm newly pregnant, the weight is starting to come on. I feel really weird. But the second part is a very tricky subject between girlfriends is how do you answer? Because Mm -hmm. I think society also says that we are to be like, girl, you look fabulous, girl, you, it's fine. It's fine. This is the number you to like, we are also, you don't, I don't know how to answer. Like, in yeah. all honestly, if my girlfriends came to me and they were like, I'm just not feeling my best. I'd be like, girl, you're fine. Don't you, you look you're glowing like you want to answer with a positivity. But then again, that's there's a falsehood in that conversation, too. So even if we talk about like Amanda, go ahead and share how you're feeling. But how do we honestly talk about it? Well, yeah. I think
0: that that's an interesting point, which I hadn't even thought about, but Ali, I'm so glad you said that, though we don't even know how to answer. And I think through reading, I've, I've read a couple of books about this, this process, which is, you know, you don't know how to answer because I feel like it's, I don't know, a North American thing where we have this like tendency to lean into toxic positivity, where it's almost like you are inhibiting the person from expressing something that sort of feels Um, uncomfortable for them by just squishing them with the you rock girl you're so strong you look amazing instead of saying hey man I hear you and I've, I've totally been there before and it's okay if you're not feeling it right now and just know that we all go through ebbs and flows of this thing tell me more about how you feel it's almost like being less quick to jump to the you look amazing don't you dare say otherwise and instead creating a space of understanding that you know this the reason it feels awkward for us to talk about is because we we shove that down people's throats versus letting them be where they're at and also being willing to relate and say i've been there too there is no shame in being where you're at we've all gained weight we've all gone through even a 2020 like we've all gone through whatever that year brought for you and so I think it's it's important to acknowledge that the toxic positivity isn't the way to navigate when your girlfriend comes up to you and says, "I've put on like 10, 15 pounds, and I'm feeling like fucking shit right now about it." Because everybody has been through that. Instead of them saying, "You're perfect. You don't need to worry," I think you know, and I could be wrong, and I'd love to hear from you girls too. But I love to share that you're you are wonderful and and fantastic. Always, always. (laughs) But just know that if you don't feel rad and the way that you want to in your body, mind, energy, that that's okay to acknowledge. And I'm here for you. What what can I do to support how, you know, to align with however you want to feel, even if that's just listening to you share that it's not feeling so great. And that I think is for me the best support that i've gotten in life whenever i've had that versus people saying no you don't like you don't need to lose weight you look great and it's like yeah but i just told you i'm sharing an insecurity and i think it's probably quite similar to you know um what i'm experiencing now which i guess right now i'll answer your question just about gaining weight now is that um i acknowledge the 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 fact that it must take place like i must gain weight healthily to support a new life that I'm literally growing while recording this episode. Yeah. So is there no, like, when you say that, then I'm like,
2: I go to the people who feel like there is all this like insane, I don't think it's, I don't think guilt is the word, but like fear of gaining weight while you're pregnant. And it's like, well, take a second to like, realize that you're like baking a baby. You know what I mean? And that you need that fuel. And for me, it's less about how, people look or like how you would look or how I would look. And it's more so about how I would feel. Yes. Right. I think in that situation. So
0: the thing I can speak to is where I'm at, which is yes, I'm pregnant, but I would love if after we can chat about, what if you're not, what if you're not pregnant and you're just you've gained weight, like, and 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 how does that make you feel and how can we talk about that? So I think for me mentally knowing I've gained weight, knowing I'm literally up two sizes, bras, like shorts all the things workout gear i've had to size up for everything and i think i fought it for a little while but i'm like 21 and a bit weeks at this point there is no fighting it like i'm they're back these scenes are we've, back we've <laughs> talked to like why do we not wear maternity pants all the time yeah so- <laughs> they're golden,
1: they're golden.
0: <laughs> they are it people why did we wait um yeah. but i i think that i've had to ask myself why am i so afraid of gaining weight it's almost been like having to look in the mirror and be like, do I, do I, or have I unconsciously subscribed to this fat phobic mentality of being so concerned over how I look that gaining weight literally starts to, um, uh, like compromise my sense of worth or value or self or attractiveness or any of those things. And it has been a shit ton of unlearning, quite frankly, if I can say that, is that I've had to realize that none of those things have ever mattered. And equally, just because it's happening while I'm pregnant doesn't mean that if I weren't pregnant, that self-exploration wouldn't be 10 times more important because it's, it's incredibly important to explore that. And I think for me right now, I'm exploring it because I'm in this phase of life. But you do not need to be pregnant to be acknowledging that what if you have been thinking about those things? And I certainly would have, and I think people are beautiful at whatever freaking size that they are. I'm, I'm celebrating people on my page, in person, you know, on my feed and all these things. And I'm just in awe of the way people celebrate their bodies. But I'm not tone deaf to the fact that it has taken years for that to be the case. I'm not tone deaf to my Also, my thin privilege that I have, because even though I'm gaining weight, there are people who will still accept me for being this size versus, you know, someone who's, you know, more voluptuous and taking that to me that they're unhealthy, which is obviously not true. Health has no size. So I don't know, like I'm just I've been going through it mentally in all of those ways of saying this weight gain is um a big mental thing for me, but not because I'm like I hate myself for gaining weight. I think it's because I've done too many years of personal development in that sense. However, I can absolutely see the mind fuck it could be had I not and mm-hmm. if I were constantly leaning into a magazine tabloid or. Uh, you know, social media, social media, or a certain body type, and thinking that my worth is only tied to me if I can bounce back once this kid comes out, which is fucking bullshit.
1: Yeah. Can, can I? Can I ask something just a bit challenging?
0: Yes. The
1: mm, maybe the, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, that's not what we do on Red. I we know, don't do that here. I know. I'm just. It's more like, um, you know, if anybody knows me, weight is something I've struggled with. But when you say that health has no size it kind of stops me a bit in my tracks because I can tell you as someone, and this is not about pregnancy. This is like post-pregnancy. I put mm-hmm. on 40 pounds um, of, of weight gain and um, I was not healthy. And it doesn't like, to me, I can't use that phrase. It's like, well, Health, it, health doesn't matter at any size. I do think that there are health implications. Like this is me having like a real- I'm very honest... glad you said that. I don't know. No. Like, I'm, I'm treading on, like, I'm just questioning because as someone who has put on weight, um, I just, I don't know, like, what would I, what would, this is, we're coming back to like, what would your friend's conversation be like? Like I would, and maybe I can draw this back to a conversation I had with Raina. I went to Colorado visiting Raina. I was eating my face off, uh, drinking. (laughs) And at one point, like, and and then I would like cry to her and be like, I've never been so unhappy. Like, like it was just so not balanced. Health is not, there was no health. And I was working out and I was eating my salads and like all this sort of stuff. But there was a consumption that just wasn't healthy at any size. And Raina said to me, she pulled me aside. Do you remember Rain? We were in Mm -hmm. your closet you and I got, why were we in my closet? (laughs) We were in the closet. This is where you and I seem to have a lot of our conversations. You and I got very emotional. We both started crying. And you said to me, listen, Allie, I have been close to death because I was unhealthy. And that unhealthiness actually can go the other way too. And I would hate for you to learn the lessons I have learned. I need you to start taking care of yourself. And those were tough love that were incredibly hard to hear because in my head, I was like, is she telling me I'm fat? She is. She acknowledged it. I'm her fat friend. Great. I'm the fat friend. Great. In the closet. I believe the fat friend. I am the biggest one here, but that's not what she was saying. So for some t- my, my only thing is I just want to challenge the health at any size is a glorious statement, mm-hmm. but I would really ask the question, do you feel healthy? And of course, yes, if you feel healthy, go for it. I can tell you, I did not feel healthy.
2: Well, and and science, like go get lab. Yeah. That'll tell you if you're actually healthy or not. Like for me and I, Oh my God, I'm going to have to like, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting nervous now going into this conversation because I think that this is a very big topic, especially on social media. There are so many pages that are big and beautiful. And then, you know, all of this like pro health and body positivity and all of this stuff. But I've been a hundred pounds and unhealthy and I've been close to 200 pounds and unhealthy. I've been close to 200 pounds and healthy and I've been 110 pounds and healthy. Like there is zero weight. I think that is a healthy weight. I think BMI is bullshit. I think all of that's bullshit. I think that it really, in my humble opinion, comes down to how you feel. And I, and, and also science, right? Like I can, I've, I've again been, you know, struggling with eating disorders and weighing, you know, 160 pounds and having to get my intestines taken out because I've been, you know, binge eating every single night or, you know, struggling with eating disorders and stuff like that. And so I just think there's a very, I can't, the whole body positivity thing, like I get it, but it's like, okay, but are you healthy? And do you feel good? Like, you know, and- I love curves and I love all of that, but it's like, there's a point where it isn't healthy. You might feel good, but it, you're not healthy
1: either though. You know what I mean? And, and I think our conversation is also, what is the role of your friends? Like mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're having this conversation and you're seeing your friends are unhealthy or whatever you deem, or they come to you and say, I'm not feeling good. This is the conversation that uh, like, in all honesty, Rain, you like, that was a hard thing for me to hear from you. And it's I hard to say, <laughs> and it was, yeah. And you know what, all, like there's no way I could have turned to her and been like, actually I'm healthy at any size. Like I was <laughs> not, and I didn't feel good and I felt really shitty. And I was on that balance between trying to be unhealthy and healthy. Like it was just a cycle, but it's great when you have friends to have that conversation with. Okay. I think, and this is
0: just my perspective that they can coexist And the key to knowing the difference is, is, you know, you know, you are your guru. You know, if you're having that conversation because your mental health is literally compromised by your habits, because if it isn't, if you are feeling totally aligned, we talked about it, stop saying guilty pleasures, uh, stop saying guilty pleasures, like you made that decision. It's it's a pleasure. Like you've chosen that. Decide it's that pleasure. But if it isn't, if it isn't bringing you joy, if you're not feeling your most aligned, if you literally aren't feeling like your healthiest self, mentally, I think that shows in your physical being. Because I've been the same. I've been thirty pounds, you know, overweight, thirty pounds heavier, I should say, and all I was eating was sugar. Like I had a mega sugar addiction. I was constantly overeating literally so that I wouldn't have to face emotions just to numb out, just to be, you know, to, to literally, I would tell my, I even remember saying to my mom, just put so much in the plate so that I eat so much that I just want to go to bed really early. And that would be just because I wanted to not be awake. And and to me, the answer is I probably looked fine no one ever came up to me and said amanda i think you're like 30 35 pounds it's a bit bit off but i felt that and to a certain point that's when there's no denying that there needs to be some sort of change and naturally nutrition became part of how i changed those things adding movement into my life became how i changed those things and even you reading up on those two topics nutrition and mental health and all of that and seeing you know therapists and things like that like that was what what i was gonna say don't you think that so much of it's a
2: mental piece of it where you're like if you're overweight and unhealthy and you feel like shit like okay what's going on deeper than your eating habits you know what i mean
0: well that's it because i i I mean it would look like there was nothing off with me but like you said Raina, you were 200 pounds and really or like 160 or whatever and really fit and really strong or you were 110 or 15 pounds and really fit and really strong so again like it's it's what were you doing that made you feel that strong and amazing because obviously it didn't matter what you weighed when you did it mm-hmm. And, yep. and that's what I think is the difference is if you are willing to sit in a closet with Raina and Ali and tell her from your heart, I am genuinely not happy with where I'm at, which is basically the conversation we ta- we opened with this on um, this episode is what would you do if a friend came to you and said that the answer has to be, I love you so much that I want, y- I, like, I, I genuinely want to see you living your best life. What, what can change that would help you do that? And of course, I'm, I'm here to support whatever that, that transition or, or assessment looks like for you. And so, yes, there is, the, there is science involved. There is, you know, let's not stuff the toxic positivity down our throat either and really take a look in the mirror. And that's how you know whether you are li- literally leading your healthiest self. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a stranger on the internet can't tell you whether you are or you're not, only you know that. And, and that was a really honest moment that you had, Ali, where, where you said that. And I think all three of us have been through this where we got to a, a point where we all knew that we were not doing something that was serving us. And so we all three did something to make some kind of change and started to feel better. But that came from mentally being compromised and unfortunately, I just think that you step on a scale and that can skew that thought. You could be feeling fucking amazing. And then you step on a scale and you see a number and all of a sudden, you all that good feeling is out the window just because where of that. These, where did these numbers come from? You ever think about that? Like whoever said that like 120 is a good weight for like... The average, like, you know, it's all the BMI scales and assessments and and calipers and shit like that. That's where it came from. It came from, you know, women needing to be as small as humanly possible to, uh, uh, to be palatable and appealing to men and worthy and, and shit like that. And so I think it's fascinating, don't you? Though to look through the years of what, oh like physical for for women, like what what in a bikini or, or whatever, and like hourglass shape, and then you know, um, uh, thinner the better, and then this and that. It's like fuck, we've been jumping through hoops for years. No wonder we can't have this conversation. We're exhausted. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. I don't know. That's hmm. so. I think Ali, that that was a really great question because it is important to know where you draw that line between. You know, health is all that, you know, all the things that we just shared as well as how do you know if maybe it's not quite as healthy as you, you want to call it when intrinsically it doesn't feel that way.
1: But wouldn't it, I was just going to say, but wouldn't it be great if we as women created a support system for each other, which it's not like kind of like health at any size, but friendship at any size, meaning like I, there's not a lot of girls that are in my friendship group that I have gone to and said, this is how I am feeling internally, weight wise, nutritionally. Um, I, I, I binge eat. Um, I like to do these things. I know where my secret stash is. Like, I don't share that. Like Amanda, when you said I went to my mom and told her to fill my plate, did you tell any of your girlfriends about that? See, the answer like- is yes. I will say yes, mm. because I have some girlfriends who I
0: have, I mean, I've literally had these two particular girlfriends since I was eight years old. Like I'm talking elementary school and I recognize that's wildly rare. I know that that's very rare, Um, but I have been through everything with those girls. I'm talking burials, marriages, births, like all the things like highs, lows, weighing more, weighing less, stress so much that you're under a hundred pounds. Like we've been through it all. So yes. Yes, they knew, because that was something that was important to me as a personal friendship. My own friendship to me is that you cannot be my friend if I can't even tell you that I'm feeling shitty in my body. Because otherwise, we've talked about friendship before on this podcast. If you're not making me laugh, if you're not educating me, or if I can't be open, my real self with you, then what are we doing? Hmm. And so, yes, I will say that I did have friends I could talk about this with, and their answer was very much the, we're here with whatever you want to do. If you're going through some shit, like, let's talk about it, or I'll come over and eat with you. Like... That was sort of, like, they're like, are we doing this together? Uh, can, Is it- can, can I'm to can I I be that friend. Yeah. I'm coming <laughs> over. Let's eat. Let's eat. I, I will say that's a mega shout out to my friends, Tanya and Katie at home. Like, that I that was, that. that I've had them to rally with. But we've, I've gained that with the two of you. But you know, of so many people don't yes. have that. I know. Like, yes. how many people don't have that? And
2: they're just, like, closet binging and binging at night. And their husband doesn't even know. And then they're, like, going to bed. And they feel like shit. And waking up the next day and you're, like, Punishing yourself. Like, I can't remember
1: how many years I was in that cycle with no one to tell. A hundred percent. This is that, that's my thing. I'm like, wow, you're very lucky. And I mean, you know, we all have, you know, great friends, but I think that the majority of women don't have that, like even one or two that you would call and be like, shit is hitting the fan or I feel really bad or I mean, it's really hard when women also, I think, love to create or paint the most perfect picture of life sometimes, mm. right? Instagram. Yeah. It, you know, I, I remember um, when I was pregnant, Amanda... I put on weight and I was like, it's not going to be a problem because I'm going to breastfeed. And I read that the weight just falls off. So, you know, the minute that I start breastfeeding, the weight will fall off. And if you've listened to other podcasts, completely the reverse, no weight was falling off me. I was like a breastfeeding machine, but there was no weight falling off. And I had girlfriends who literally were like, I just can't keep weight on. And I would just zip my lip because I would think to myself, I can't tell you guys that I'm like, I'm, I'm, this is not, I'm not in a good place now. <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> and, and that's, that is very common. That
0: is more common, right? Like, especially as you get older, we've talked about how challenging it is to even find authentic friendships when you hit like 28 years old and up and, and, cultivating them because you have family you have responsibilities households to uphold babies marriages all these things like it can feel like a heavy plate and so the last thing on your list is to really nurture a friendship with other women and actually have the bond and the time that you've invested enough to trust them to be able to say these vulnerable things what would you say you know is the shame that comes to you where do you think that that came from that being able to voice your your experience albeit different where do you think that that shame comes from that it's too hard to even say that because I'm sure if your friend felt that way you'd be my god like tell me of course I'm I I understand I'm here for you but why do you feel like that's not reciprocal do you think it's an no, I don't want to say
2: age thing, but like a maturity thing, maybe. Cause I could look back to when I was, you know, in my early twenties and I had a couple friends that were from high school or from, you know, a semester of college or whatever. And that's when I was going through eating disorders and that's when I would binge and stuff like that. And I, I didn't tell anybody, but I would very much so be open about it now to my best friends, right? Like just being vulnerable and sharing that I'm struggling, which at 21 22 23 24 25 I would never have done that
1: no ever it's a, it can be such a lonely journey as a woman <laughs> like, yeah you you think that it's like we are the heartbeat of a community right it, you know and you read any old literature and stuff the women was in the middle of the 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 you know the town and we were the ones bringing everybody together and and i think to myself man you know um, i just having those real authentic conversations can be really, maybe it's a vulnerability thing. And I think I agree with you, Raina. I think it might be an age thing because definitely in my twenties, I also don't know that I had the language. Mm. Like I was in a, I was in a much different, like there was no personal development. Let's be, let's be real. Let's be real. That's true. Minimal self-care, very minimal self-care, heavy, heavy, like alcohol and party Mm. and out, out, out and late nights and, you know, there was just such an imbalance and coping. And this is even like, if I want to age myself, you guys, I, there was no Instagram. I think no, I, I had a Blackberry. Right now. There's, <laughs> what's a Blackberry? No. I think you I had a pager. A pager. I had but we've a pager. said that
2: before where it's like, I've shared that before where I'm like, I didn't, I developed eating disorders when I had social media. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, it, it, prior to having children didn't have social media, didn't anything like it came out basically when I was pregnant. And so you log in and you only have bodies to compare yourself to where in the real world, if we didn't have social media, it's like our neighbor that we get to compared to cool. Like Karen's like in okay shape, like I don't have to compare myself to her. Right. But right. You open social media and there's abs and a tight ass and a tan and the perfect hairstyle. And you're like, immediately feeling less than yeah. or that your body isn't where it should be for whatever reason we could even feel good and see a picture and then feel like we're not where we need to be even though we feel good right yeah i just i think social media plays such a big role in it and it's i
0: hate it oh, well where where are you at now then in terms of food and all this because you know i, I know our listeners were curious to hear about our food and nutrition and and, and or our perspectives relationship with it where would you both say that you're at? Because I know, Reina, you've overcome all sorts of nutritional and and even like internal and physical things that you've had to navigate, literally losing parts of your insides over this. Um, and Ali, you've navigated having to reconcile like this new body after baby and things like that. Like Where are you at now with nutrition now that you do have the years and you do have the personal development and you do have the support group and you do have um, the, the, the wiseness, the age on you to be able to say different things to yourself or out loud or to your family and friends, like how, what's your relationship like right now with nutrition and food?
1: Well, I I, I can, I I was just going to say, I can say that I can't wait just to even see you two and go and eat. Like, like, like like, I, I, I love what you just asked, but I can also, I'm going to pivot my answer to, I love food. Like, I love me some food. Like, we all were giggling at the beginning of this episode, and when we were off air, we were saying, oh, we're all having tacos tonight for dinner. Mm -hmm. I will be having a margarita. I will not be just having one taco. I'm going to be adding the avocado because, duh. And so where am I at with it? I'm have, i like, I love it. (laughs) I love it. I've got friends that I can talk to about it. I am re-embracing who I am but that comes with age. That was not me 15, 20 years ago. Hell no. That's me now. And also because I have two little girls, I'm going to set a good example for everything. She just said, everything you just said. And I want to add what we
2: shared last week in the episode, which was, I know too much. Ah. Now I know too much where there are certain things that I'm not going to eat. Cause I know it's going to make me feel like shit. I don't want to have to pay for it. Like that. You know what I mean? Like for me getting that vip inside scoop it's so much easier for me to be like nope i don't want to do that but i had a piece of cold pizza for lunch like i love food do you know what yeah, i mean i and don't did. feel bad about it so yeah you did it's,
1: yeah i did i did
2: so I, ask, I don't
1: can know I, can i ask what kind of pizza it was
0: just just just
1: meat lovers
0: obviously. yeah obviously <laughs> no it was veggie loaded what do you mean <laughs> <Not veggie loaded. laughs>
1: pretty sure that
2: bitch had cheese, bacon sauce, all of it. On there. Yeah. I enjoyed every second of it. And I I post pre COVID ate out all the freaking time. Like all the time. If all I the time. tell Chad, yeah, I told I probably told you this. If I could get paid to like travel and be a food critic and like do food eating competitions, I'd do all of it. Like I love food, but I also again know too much. So I am very intentional about the quality of food that I eat. I know where my pizza was made and what the ingredients were. I know the quality of the restaurant that I order from and eat at. You know what I mean? So to me, quality has become very important with knowledge and age and the more you know, I think the less. Oh you yeah. oh yeah they, I
1: think I think it was like maybe two or three weeks ago I went out to dinner with two of my besties and we finished and um, both of them were like the waiter came and said, uh, would you guys like anything else? And they both were like, we'll get a mint tea. And I was like, I'll see the dessert menu, please. And they both were like, yeah, Ali, you'll get a dessert. Because I always get, I always get a dessert. If I'm yeah. out for dinner, I'm having a dessert. And yes. no shame, no shame in my game. And, um, you know, I always try to make a joke to the waiter when they deliver my uh, chocolate lava cake. I go, is this the, is this the fat free version? <laughs> and then they're like, no. And I go, ha, 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 ha. And we should do another episode on all of the jokes that you play on. Oh my God. You don't even even know. I I still got more. Yeah. I love to do. I I love a little tomfoolery in a restaurant. And so, (laughs) you know, but here's the thing. Do you guys go back to go, but going back to food can be fun and food. We all love eating. And Amanda, you're Italian. Like let's talk about the pastas and well, that. Yes. I was just
0: going to talk about that. Food is an experience to me and this may not be the case for everybody. Like case in point, food is an experience to me. Food has emotional attachment for me. Food is traditional. Food is transportive. It literally can bring me to tears to eat a sauce made the way my nona no showed me how, or to eat a certain type of ingredient. Oh, I'm emotional just saying that, like- It like, gives me you chills you're talking about uh, it. Yeah, I like, get that. Even just the way I grate my cheese brings me back to seeing my nono in the kitchen doing it because that was his job while my nona stirred the sauce. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I am not, for example, going to go home to Montreal, to my parents' house, and my mom is not going to put a plate of pasta with Parmigiano-Reggiano sprinkled all over that top, and I'm not gonna eat it. Excuse me, that's gonna be devoured in seconds. And it's gonna be done without a second thought. You know why? Because there's gonna come a point where And, you know, I'm kind of experiencing that, and I haven't shared this, but my nonna is now going through Alzheimer's and dementia, and she doesn't cook anymore. She barely even remembers to bathe, right? So there was a time when I ate my nonna sauce for the last time, and I didn't even know it was the last time. Mm -hmm. And so to me, to enjoy my food and acknowledge, kind of like Raina said, where you know too much, well... I know that there are going to be certain things where I'm like, fuck yes, I'm meeting that. And I'm meeting it twice. And I'm meeting it again tomorrow on Sunday. But there are other things where I'm like, I don't really like... I know that that pizza that I order out is not going to make me feel the way that I want to, but I'm going to have 10 pieces of lasagna that my mom makes, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's almost like I'm still going to have like, what is that? What is that? That's pizza and lasagna. That's carbs and cheese and sauce on both of those things, right? Two dishes, but one has a meaning to me. And one is literally just to distract myself or, or it doesn't have that same weight. And so I think that Food is an experience and it's something that drives me a lot. Cooking is an experience for me. I don't mind to cook. I find it a a form of self-care. Maybe when this kid comes out, I'll feel differently where I'll be like, fuck this cooking is the worst. I don't have time. I'm sleep deprived the energy, like all those things. But I know that it's a deep rooted thing for me to feel like this about food. And I also know when those traditions were tripping me up like I said mom fill the plate with pasta to the point where I go into a food coma tonight where I'm so exhausted from being too full and bloated that I fall asleep there's a problem when I'm saying that because I don't really want to wake up or be awake anymore that's a that's a that's a red flag it's like how much do you know yourself you know too much cool well how much of yourself do you know to know when the nutritional tendencies or the food habits are an issue versus when you are savoring, like Ali said, getting that cake, being happy to be out for supper with your girlfriends, like shit, there is a difference. And it has taken me years over being over 30 years old to know myself to that level. Whereas I will say for my man, Holy shit! Food could not be further from an emotional experience for him. For him, Isn't that crazy. It's I wonder what that's right like. Now. I don't know what it's like, but here's what I know: it oh. bothers him to break up his day while he's working to put food into his body because it's a distraction from his focus in his work. He's like, oh, oh, I need to eat again. Fuck! I wish there was just some like I could just get it tapped into me so I can just stop. Stephen dist- Ivy. Yes, he's like, so stop being distracted. I'm like, what? what you don't want to meanwhile we're like scheduling our food breaks (laughs) into our desk we started this conversation discussing that tacos are going all around here so (laughs) do do you have like are your partners like that or is just mine because he does not see food as an emotional enjoyable delicious experience the way that i do and it has been fascinating to learn another human doesn't feel that way about food it's been wild for me i haven't i wonder
2: if that'll change when children start to fill your home because Maybe. for us like I can say no to like animal crackers and Cheez-Its and like boxes of cereal now but like Chad complains all the time about how he, when he was single he didn't have to worry about any of that and now he goes to the pantry and it's like animal crackers and all of this stuff that's just there so yeah m- mine struggles slightly but I try to encourage as much as I can but it is different because we have these like weird fucking hormones that are going on or something where it is just
1: different is that you know what I mean I think it's got to be hormonal too but I also love um food association like you really got my head thinking Amanda about like how wonderful food could really fill the heart like even when mm-hmm. I think about you guys like I think of a poke bowl and that's Raina and me like Raina yeah. made mar- margaritas <laughs> Uh, poke bowl, like you know, Amanda. You and I were like, should we start with yam fries? I have two other girlfriends. Whenever we go out, um, if one of us is late, we're texting each other. Do you need a nine-ounce wine? And I'm start. We're starting with yam fries. Like we know the food of choice, and none of it is the healthiest. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, uh, we spent the first, you know, three years in the trenches of uh, new parenthood, sitting on the couch consuming at large. Sweets because it was just a comfort. And um, he was my yin to my yang and my, uh, my ombre when we were just. <clears throat> partner community. in crime <laughs> uh, in, in case in case you were driving and you were like was that a sound effect no that was my pig snort <laughs> we did not so, add that in that was off. that was all me that was all mally so that he was was all me.
0: Like, your ride or die like well because you know if you're oh, yeah. exhausted a lot of that can be kind of again referencing what Raina said again but you know too much right it's like if you're looking for sugar and energy then you're really tired and you're obviously a sleep deprived parent i love that ben was so ride or die with you and i i think that that's look she's like, like of course of oh, yeah. course
1: he was he's like making the margs yeah <laughs> i don't know if you guys have them in the u.s or amanda if you've even seen them but costco sells this chocolate it's like a chocolate praline cookie called a lacy
0: no i've never and, heard of that okay i, look I just
1: I, yeah you guys need to look it up because these things i would my parents would buy me a whole box for my birthday and one for christmas So Christmas in December, my birthday's February 19th. That's two giant boxes back to back in like less than two months. And Ben and I would, that was another pig snort. Boom, we would consume those babies on the couch watching like Netflix en masse. And Lacey's were the bomb.com. So whatever, you know, your comfort is. gosh. But, you know, did you finish those couple months and those boxes
2: and, like, crave them the rest of the year? And Mm. even with Amanda, it's like, you're not eating pizza and homemade pasta and sauce every single day. And I think that's what's missing from this conversation is, like, yes, you can, like, go have fun, go out to eat, go with your friends, do all these things. But, like, if you don't feel good and you've got, like, these, you know, issues that you're struggling with or you don't feel confident or you don't like, you know, how you feel in your skin, like... I think it's important to take a step back and say, okay, am I doing what I need to be doing to feel good? Am I like actually feeling myself or am I eating pizza and pasta every single day? Right. Yes. And
0: I think that's a big part of it too, is, is it's, it's not a daily thing for me. Like I am a fucking grown up, and I understand like, I need to have the veggies and I need to, you know, do the healthy fats and, and have these amazing carbs and, and the, the protein, whether plant-based or not, depending on whatever feels right for you and how you, you fuel your body. But, you know, I think that those are the, the ways that I've been able to tell as well that it's definitely a, like an amazing experience. It's what keeps those experiences so special. You know, it's like mm. going out for a date with your partner Um, you know, they're special because perhaps they don't happen every single night or going to watch a movie or um, being able to uh, take a trip. You know, everyone looks forward to a vacation because most um, professional life is like what you get a two week vacation for most people. And so you're like, okay, we're booking that trip to the Dominican Republic for those two weeks when I'm off from work. And it's like, shit, that trip is so special because you know that it's coming up, but that, you know, you, you didn't fly to the Dominican every Saturday up until then. Right. So it's like, yeah, take a get like a, a, an internal gander, if you will, on how you feel and let that be your gauge. But what I know for sure is that I think in terms of nutrition, it really begins with taking that look within yourself. Like, you know what makes you feel great. You know what that is. And if you don't, it's part of the journey. It's part of this beautiful, messy journey of life to to learn a little bit more about it. But I think all three of us can probably agree is not letting the comparison, not letting society's boxes, not letting people's opinions stop you from doing that, that quest of finding out the answer. So, you know, that that would be, I think, one way that we could wrap, but I know for sure that there's so much more we could dive into. So, you know, everybody who's listening, if you do have um, any thoughts or questions that we didn't touch on in today's episode, shoot us a message. Let us know what are you struggling with when it comes to food or nutrition or even mentally and how those sort of marry together and the way that it maybe impacts your well-being. We'd love to chat more about that because really the goal on RAD is to help all of us Talk about these topics, um, good, bad, hard, challenging, any of those things so that we can all live a rad life. And and that's really what fuels us to keep coming back for more, and we're so glad that you do the same. So be sure to hit like and subscribe to our newsletter for any updates from us about Rad, as well as to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And hey, if you're loving it, don't forget to leave us some, you know, pretty rad stars, maybe some five stars on that Apple Podcast and leave a review and let us know what you're loving um, and share it with a friend, maybe somebody that you thought of while this episode was, was playing in your ear. What did it make you think of? Who did it make you think of? And 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 please share it because it's how we are so excited to reach even more people um, and inspire them to hopefully live a rad life right alongside us. So um, thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. And we will see you next time on our next episode of Let's Put the Rad in Radical.